Hey everybody, welcome back to the Stephanie Bree Show. I am your host. My name is Stephanie Bree and I've got a good show for you today. Quite a few different topics. A lot of, uh, a lot of reminiscing today. This is a very nostalgia heavy show. But also got a few questions that I want to ask and try to see if we can find the answer to together. <sighs> it's been a rough week for me. I had an ordeal that happened, and I'm going to open up a little bit. Last night, somebody broke into my apartment, and that was very scary for me. It was in the middle of the night. I was in bed. They woke me up. I was sleeping. It was very scary. So I um, ended up staying home from work. I didn't go to work today, and that's why I decided to go ahead and record this podcast. I took the time I took a nap I um, went to I went out to eat I got myself some comfort food and I uh, watched some TV to try to calm my nerves and now I'm ready to record a podcast so that's where I am right now normally I like to tell people at the start of the show I like to give you an update on what's new in my life and so I started vlogging again, and I want to be able to share that. If you go to my YouTube channel, Stephanie Bree, you can find my videos. I've been vlogging every day now as I have inspiration. Anything that comes to me, then I will, as things come to me, I will, I will make videos. Then people tend to be responding to them. I've been getting good comments and good uh, views, so I'm, I'm definitely liking it. It's a new it's a new format to the channel. Speaking of, one thing that I am considering making changes to is the trans station. Stay tuned for an update because I don't know what the show is going to look like in the near future. But I do know that I don't have the ability to produce as much content as I have been by myself and work a full-time job. So I have to restructure some stuff. And um, yeah, everything will be different going forward. So let's talk. Let's talk about the podcast. What do I have for this week? Well, I got, I've got a few interesting topics. I wanted to reminisce about the 90s. So I've got some 90s topics. I got best 90s cartoons. I got a list and I'm going to kind of reminisce each one. And then I've got overrated 90s cartoons. I've got another list and I'm going to go through those as well. Talk about them a little bit. New console generations. That's a topic I have. I wrote down. I have thoughts on that. And then I have a toy topic. Do toys... Oh, excuse me. Do toys need cartoons to sell? I'm going to talk about that. Is PlayStation Plus Premium worth it? I'm going to talk about my experiences with PlayStation Plus Premium so far. And then I've got another reminiscing topic. Best TV commercial mascots. And why were they so effective? I'm going to be talking about speed runs and speed running culture. I'm going to be talking about the CW and the Arrowverse. The future and what its, its current status and what might come to take its place. 
I'm going to be talking about the TV show Community. Like recent news involving it. And I've got a special toy topic for later in the show that goes all the way back to my early childhood. So that should be interesting. So those are the different topics I have for this week. Now let's talk about streaming. What have I been streaming this past week? Well, this has been another one of those weeks where I haven't really streamed a lot. I've been watching some shows on Netflix. I did watch some Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and I did watch some Community, uh, but those are shows I've seen before. I'm still trying to get through all of Sabrina, uh, but I haven't been making much progress with that. But what I have been watching lately is a lot of live sports. I've been watching a lot of live sports. And, uh, for example, the WNBA playoffs started last week. So I watched the series with the Dallas Wings. They lost their first game, as expected. I was hoping that they would have won. I was hoping they would have got a sweep or at least would have won the series. They, they won their second game and they got a pretty good lead, commanding lead, in fact, in that series until they blew it at the end. But they still ended up getting the win. And then they lost in the third and final game. So, that definitely sucked. And then last week, last weekend, I watched a, a boxing match with my girlfriend. It was uh, for a heavyweight championship. I don't remember the exact title, but it was, a, it was a pretty big deal. She really enjoyed it. I watched it with her, and I had fun. I haven't seen a whole lot of boxing matches before. So, this was, it was a new experience for me. I believe it was 12 rounds and it was a split decision. So it was a close match. And then I've been playing the game Stray on uh, PlayStation Plus. So Stray is a game where you play as a cat. You're a stray cat lost in the city and you're trying to find your way back to your family of cats. You, you, you get lost. I don't want to spoil it, but you're trying to find your way back and you spend the time doing cat things and it's quite entertaining it is a very relaxing game i enjoy it tremendously so that's everything i've been streaming watching or playing in the past week i haven't really done a whole lot else work has been kind of getting in the way and then i did start like i said i started recording vlogs again so there's that all right, uh, let's go ahead and get into the topic. So the first topic is 90s cartoons. We all watched cartoons when we were kids, and the 90s was a decade with a lot of popular animation. This was back when they still had Saturday morning cartoons. This was before cable really took over. But some of the cartoons we're talking about are from the cable TV era. Actually, this is even before streaming became a thing. So... Some of the shows I want to talk about, I'm going to start with Daria. Daria is a cartoon that came out on MTV, and it was about teenagers um, living in this uh, this small this one town. I guess it was a suburb. I'm not sure. And uh, I think it was probably a suburb. And they live. They just lived their regular suburban American lives, and it was mostly about the high school. So. 
It was a very realistic, very relatable show. Well, it wasn't super, super realistic, but it was a very relatable show. It wasn't completely all fantasy. It was exaggerated, though, because it was a cartoon. Daria is definitely one of the best cartoons of the 90s, hands down. It even transcended the 90s and kept going after the decade ended. Daria is one of those cartoons that is a, a relic of its time. It predates the internet, but then they like get the internet in the show and they come to terms with the budding new technology. So it's interesting. Some of my favorite episodes, oh my gosh, where do I even start? I really like the one where they're training a mouse and Quinn thinks that Daria is dating uh, the football jock, I forgot his name. And so the, the cheerleader starts freaking out and starts getting jealous of them. That was a good episode. I also really like the one where they go, the ones where they go to the mall. Those ones are good. And the uh, Renaissance Fair episode was really was a really good one as well. So those are some of my favorite ones. Other shows. Let's talk about Tiny Toon Adventures. Tiny Toon Adventures is another '90s cartoon that makes the list of best '90s cartoons. Tiny Toon Adventures was produced by Steven Spielberg, and this was a cartoon that was sort of a revival of the Looney Tunes format for younger audiences, but it was produced in a way where it made it like relatable. You had kids that were attending uh, a cartoon university learning how to get their cartoon degrees so they could go make their own cartoons. And it had some spin-offs, but we're not talking about those right now. It was quite an interesting show. It was very fun. Uh, there was even some video games based off of it for the Nintendo Entertainment System and the Game Boy. So it was definitely uh, one of those shows that people remember fondly from the period. What about Doug? You remember Doug? Who remembers Doug? Remember that little the little theme song? Do, 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 Doug was funny. Doug funny. That was even his name. It was in the name. I remember the episode where he had to lick a whole bunch of stamps because he was trying to get one of those mail-away contests. He was trying to win one of those mail-away contests. And I just remember how uh, every time I was licking stamps at one of my jobs a few years ago, I just would always think back to that episode of Doug. Doug was a show about a kid named Doug who had a crush on a girl named Patty Mayonnaise and they would go on adventures together in school it was uh it was sort of like a say by the an animated say by the bell is the best way to describe it uh it was very cartoonish but it was definitely um yeah it was it was it was very realistic in a lot of ways and it was a good commentary on on school on high school culture at the time then there was rugrats rugrats was a cartoon for the younger kids, the babies. Well, it wasn't just for babies, but it was about babies. So you had these babies. It told the world from the perspective of these little babies, one and two-year-olds, and they would go around and go on adventures together and see the world through their eyes. Rugrats was an amazing show. It was also another time and place 
show. It could only exist in the 90s. Now, they've tried to bring it back since then, and I'm not going to comment on the revival because I haven't watched it because I've outgrown Rugrats. But at the time, oh, boy, was the, was the classic Rugrats was definitely one of the best things on TV in the 90s. It was even a show that adults could get into. Speaking of shows adults could get into, comic book shows came into their own in the 90s as well. We had Batman the Animated Series, we had X-Men, and we had The Tick. Those were three really good ones. Not to mention Ninja Turtles, although Ninja Turtles started in the 80s. It, it kept running its course in the 90s. Then we had Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck was a show that was sort of a spinoff of DuckTales in a, in a way, even though it wasn't a direct spinoff of DuckTales. It was set, it was Disney, it was set in the same Duck universe. But it was like this detective, it was like Batman, but with ducks. And it was pretty cool. I remember watching a lot of Darkwing Duck. And then there's King of the Hill. King of the Hill is the other one of the 90s cartoons worth remembering. One of the best 90s cartoons. King of the Hill was uh, The Simpsons done for adults. I know technically The Simpsons was supposed to be for adults, but The Simpsons is kind of a kid's show in comparison to King of the Hill. King of the Hill took the ideas that The Simpsons had and re made, just refined it. It, it, was, uh, it was a more mature show. Let's put it to you that way. It was definitely a more polished show as well, especially in terms of production values. It, you know, it, it had a higher quality level of storytelling to it than The Simpsons did. It didn't rely as much on gags and guest appearances. So that's my list of best 90s cartoons. What were your, some of your favorite 90s cartoons? I didn't really talk about the comic book shows that much. Batman the Animated Series was... It was basically the template for all future animated comic book cartoons, including the ones of the day. It was, how, it, it was the instruction book on how to do comic book adaptations for an animated audience and it holds up to this day it was loosely based on the world that was created in the Tim Burton 1989 Batman film but it was brought to the small screen and boy was that a good good TV show it had very good writing and it had really good animation and it had really good voice acting it was just a well put together show same with the X-Men and the Tick. The Tick was really good because the Tick was like a B-movie for kids. And that was very entertaining. It was, it was a good exposure to like a B-movie. It was like a parody of comic book heroes. But it was still a good comic book movie all on it, or comic book show all on its own. Now, I have read Tick comics. I've obviously, I've read X-Men and Batman comics. But I've read Tick comics. And it's, it was a satire from the very beginning. I liked the cartoon better than the comics. I'm just going to say that. Alright. On the flip side of that list is the overrated 90s cartoons. These are 90s cartoons that are people remember fondly that I don't think they should remember that fondly. Or maybe I don't for whatever reason. First up, we have Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead is like the anti-Daria. Even though technically Daria is a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead is like this raunchy show about these two goofball idiots 
that have no structure, no purpose, and no meaning to their lives. And they're just a bunch of random shorts that are the equivalent of like those animated little Java films we used to, or, you know, what were they, Java films that we used to watch? Or people used to make you know, flash movies, those little animated flash movies people used to make back in the day. Those little animated flash cartoons. It was the equivalent of that. It was very horrible. Low-grade animation. Beavis and Butthead is not not a good show. It gets remembered fondly because it was supposedly groundbreaking, but it was just not a good show. I don't remember. I don't have fond memories of Beavis and Butthead. Next up is Animaniacs. I hate this show. And I hate that people remember it fondly. And I hate that because... This show took everything that was good about Looney Tunes and Tiny Toon Adventures and spun it off into just pure, total chaos. Now, I'm a fan of chaos in, under certain circumstances, but this show was just chaos to the max. It made no sense, and it took all the fun out of, it, out of the Tiny Toons, and it just replaced it with nothing but straight-up gags. And they weren't even good gags. It just reduced everything to the worst kind of comedy. Just not not entertaining at all. Next is, the only good thing that came out of Animaniacs, I'll say this, is Pinky and the Brain. That's the only good thing that came out of Animaniacs. Aside from that, I, I hated Animaniacs. I was glad that when Pinky and the Brain, I watched it like everybody else. It came on TV. I watched what was on TV. But I liked the Pinky and the Brain segments. I hated the Animaniacs segments. Next up is Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold is the... It's it's the show that people remember. It's the Nicktoon that people remember fondly that really wasn't very good. It's about a bunch of... It's, it's just a bunch of stereotypes. And it's just a bunch... It's, it's, it's just not fun. It's not funny. It's not fun. It's not good. It's it's just like a bunch of old people. It's 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 like a bunch of old people trying to be cool and it's not cool. Making a cartoon for kids that that isn't really for kids. I hated Hey Arnold. Next is Transformers Beast Wars. I'm I've talked about Beast Wars on this show enough times for people to know I have problems with Beast Wars. Beast Wars was a CGI animated live action, not live action, but computer animated, um, sort of like a prequel to the Transformers cartoon from the 80s. Only it was way too serious for kids, way too dark for kids. It had the wrong kind of tone, and it just, it definitely appealed more to teenagers, but the problem was Transformers were definitely, were, were a kid's property, here you have a kid's property targeting teenagers, and the show was over their heads. It was definitely not a kid's show, and I had a problem with that. There was Spider-Man. Spider-Man was how to do an uh, animated comic book TV show the wrong way. Remember Spider-Man? A lot of people try to talk about Spider-Man like it was a good cartoon. They lump it in with X-Men and Batman. They say, well, the big three comic book shows from the 90s were Batman the Animated Series, X-Men, and Spider-Man the Animated Series. Except for Spider-Man the Animated Series wasn't very good. It had really cheesy 
CGI cutscenes and cutaways. It had horrible acting. It had terrible storylines. It was like the, the most boring parts from the comic books. It was just total trash. It was like all the worst things a, a Spider-Man brought to life. <sighs> Thank goodness for that movie. Otherwise, the Spider-Man cinema franchise might have died. That Tobey Maguire movie. I can't imagine what Spider-Man would be like today without that movie. But if all we had was that animated series, oh, spider that was rough. That animated series was rough. And then I also put down Gargoyles and Goof Troop. I lumped those two together. Gargoyles is a show. It's another one that's just too dark for kids. Tonally, I just think that it's just too dark for kids. And I just don't appreciate it as a kid's show. And then Goof Troop is one of those shows. I got into Goof Troop. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was fun for a few seasons. And I watched it. And it was funny. But the problem was... Goof Troop did a movie, the Goofy movie, and that killed it for me. And I can't go back to Goof Troop. And honestly, the Goofy movie is so horrendously awful that it's impossible to go back and, and appreciate Goof Troop for what it was without getting that awful movie stuck in your head. Because that movie undid all of the goodwill that Goof Troop gave us. All right, moving on from cartoons that were either good or not good, let's talk about home console generations, new console generations. So we're in the midst of a new video game console generation right now, the PS5 and the Xbox series. And I can't believe that they just call it the Xbox series. That is a stupid name for a console. The reason why I'm thinking about this is because I was reminiscing back at a time when a new console generation actually meant something because it was more than just here's the new box to play games on. Technology advanced with each generation. We went from 8-bit to 16-bit. We went, we went from you know barely being able to represent characters on screen to fully animated images that almost looked cartoon quality, like true animated quality. Then we went to 3D gaming, and we saw the progression there. We saw the we, you know, CD-ROM, the introduction of CD-ROM with the PlayStation, and then the introduction of DVD-ROM with the PS2, internet capabilities with the Xbox, and then we got into HD gaming and online gaming with the Xbox 360 generation, motion controls with the Wii, even the tablet of the Wii U was at least an advancement in technology from the previous generation. But when we went from PS3 to PS4, nothing changed. Just better graphics. I still got a PS4, and it was still an exciting time, but it was like, do we really need a PS4? The power, the horsepower of the PS3 was, you know, quite capable at the time. But it was literally, that was it. It was just a horsepower bump. We got no new technology going from PS3 to PS4. From PS2 to PS3, we got Blu-ray, we got online, we got HD. You know, we got streaming capabilities. We got lots of new services. And with PS4, we did get some new technologies. We got streaming games, which, you know, going over the internet. 
PlayStation Plus and or PlayStation Now and now now it's called PlayStation Plus Premium and uh, Game Pass. Those services continued on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and S systems, but other than that, nothing nothing exciting has come up. The new console generations. There's no new technology. There's no there's you know there's no new advancements. The only thing we have is now we have ray tracing. Now I'm not trying to sound cynical. I'm not like oh we don't need new consoles because I'm old and I'm set in my ways and I don't want to spend the money. No, I absolutely want to be a I absolutely want to buy a PS5 because the whole reason you buy a new game console is to get access to the, the new video games. But we didn't need a new console because. Well, I shouldn't say we didn't need a new console. It's not about that. But the new console generation wasn't exciting for me. We always need a new console generation. It wasn't exciting for me going from PS4 to PS5 because we got nothing new. It's still a Blu-ray player. It's still a streaming box. It's still HD capable. It, it still plays games. It does everything that the PS4 did. Only now with ray tracing. And... I don't even think ray tracing is worth the higher price tag of the PS5. If you want my per if you want my personal opinion. So what? It makes some games look better. But we could have well with streaming capabilities, we could have had ray tracing in games anyways. Actually, we do have ray tracing in PS4 games. What if you're using the PS Plus Premium, you can play PlayStation 5 games on the PS4. You stream it, and then they run the hardware there at the at the warehouse, and they stream it to your box. That's the whole point of streaming technology. That was the advancement in streaming technology, so you didn't really need a new machine. That's kind of the appeal of Game Pass, that in the catalog. So are new console generations necessary? Yeah. We're always going to have... The hardware manufacturers and the companies that make video games are always going to need a hardware refresh because that's how they get new money and new gamers into the fold. It, it's how they get people excited for the systems. But I just think that we don't, we don't have anything to get excited about the new consoles anymore other than it's just a new console, which in and of itself is enough for some people, but it's not enough I just don't think it's enough for me. Like, we don't get any new technology, and I always got excited. I, I thought the Wii was exciting because it had motion controls, and I thought that was an exciting new technology. We'd never seen that before. We were doing something different and new with, with video games. I thought that was really cool. I thought the Xbox 360 was exciting, and the PS3 here with its Blu-rays, the Xbox 360 with its HD and its, and its online gaming smooth online gaming we had clunky online gaming on the original xbox and some online connectivity of the ps2 but it was clunky as all hell but finally with xbox 360 and ps3 online gaming became a cinch and it became a smooth experience so i just wonder if console generations were more exciting when we got more when we got new technology. I'm not trying to say they're not necessary. I think that it is, they are still necessary and they can still be exciting if you, especially if you get new games. If you can get new games that you couldn't get on the previous system. 
if you can get new games you couldn't get on the previous system. It seems like every game that comes out comes out on PS4 and PS5 anyway, so I'm still wondering what's the point of the PS5, I guess. I mean, faster? Does it load faster? Is it? Is that? Is that where we're at? We're at the point now where we just want everything to load faster, so we can get to our games quicker. I guess if that's where we are, that's where we are. What about toys? Remember back in the '80s when every cartoon was accused of being a toy commercial, and they were not all successful. Some toys, some toy lines did really well, like Transformers, G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles. And then you had some toy lines that didn't do as well, even though they had the cartoon, you know, like Thundercats. They never did very good as a toy line. Mask never performed as well either. And that was another one of those shows that had a popular cartoon. But do toys today need cartoons to help sell them? That's a question I wanted to ask. So, I don't know if they even make cartoons based on toys anymore, or if they make cartoons to sell toys anymore. I don't really see that. You might still, you might see a popular cartoon get a toy line based on it, but I don't really see a whole lot of, here's, here's, a, here's a toy property, and here's the cartoon and the comic book that goes with it. I guess we don't really see that as much anymore. But we're still selling toys, right? Toy companies are still making money. And you have things like LOL Surprise. You have um, Hatchimals. Those are making good money. Legos are selling. Legos never had. Well, I mean, they've got movies now, but they didn't have cartoons to sell Legos. Legos just sold. Kids just bought Legos. You know, we had car we had commercials to tell us to buy Legos, or at least to tell us what Lego sets were out there to buy. Never needed a car, never needed a commercial to tell us to buy Legos. We just bought them because they were fun. Same way with Hot Wheels. There's no Hot Wheels cartoon, so some toys just sold all on their own. But does the practice did the practice of toy companies working with advertising companies? to make a cartoon specifically to sell the toys. Did that practice die out? I think it did. I'd have to do some research, but I'm pretty sure it did. And I'm I'm thinking it there might have been some legislation that came along to get in the way of that. I'm not sure 100%, but it seems like we've definitely made some changes to the way we do business. But was it better? Did we grow fond of these toys from the 80s because we had cartoons to go with them. Is that why I remember Transformers so well? Because I watched the cartoon. I don't know. I mean, most of the toys that I grew up with had car did have cartoons to sell them. That's not to say every toy had a cartoon. A lot of them didn't. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But, you know... It was a. It was the, Paul. It was the procedure. It was the playbook. That's what I'm trying to say. It was the playbook for a while, and then it just sort of stopped. So I guess the question I really have is: Do toys need cartoons to sell? And I guess the answer is no, they don't. 
they sometimes toys just sell on their own how it helps to have a toy a cartoon or a movie sometimes it helps to have a comic book or a video game but some toys i've seen toys in the toy aisle that i i know they sell i see them cons constantly but i don't see any properties based on them so yeah i think uh they probably sell just fine on their own. I don't know of any Hatchimals cartoon that's running around out there, but Hatchimals has no problem selling to kids. Is PlayStation Plus Premium worth it? That's the question I want to ask. Okay, I, I asked that question. That's why I signed up for PlayStation Plus Premium. Is it worth the $18 a month? So far, I'm going to say I don't know. Even though I am playing, I, I did download a bunch of games, and I am having fun playing the games I downloaded, I don't know if it's worth it to keep paying $18 a month for it. I, I am playing Stray, and I'm playing a Power Rangers game, and I downloaded a bunch of other games that I'm going to check out. I didn't have a good experience with the streaming, but I don't know if that was because I was downloading games at the same time, or if my internet's not very good, or if my PlayStation 4 is old. I don't know. So I'm going to try it again. see what I can get out of it but as of right now I'm gonna say mm, it's worth trying out but I don't know if it's worth paying $18 a month for I might go I might go down to a smaller plan I haven't decided yet I might I might not continue I might just say you know what I gave it a try and I didn't get enough out of it I play a lot of Minecraft but I don't have to pay extra for Minecraft I own it <laughs> I have it on disc and digital multiple systems okay I was gonna talk about TV commercials but then I just realized I just did a whole topic on cartoons and toys and TV commercials so I really don't want to do that so I'm gonna go ahead and scratch that one off the list let's talk about speed running instead what is speed running so speed running is a practice where you try to complete a game a video game in the fastest time possible sounds pretty simple speedrunning is a new form of uh, television entertainment for, based on video games what the way it works is someone will play a game and they'll go through and they'll try to get the fastest time and then people will watch them so it's like it's a type of uh, streaming people like to watch speedrunners they like to stream them in real time but they also like <coughs> What's who get the who get the world records? They like to go back and watch them. People like to watch those videos after the fact. So yeah, speedrunning is a whole culture. Another thing that has come out of speedrunning is this thing called Games Done Quick. What is Games Done Quick? Games Done Quick is a charity event where they will get together a bunch of speedrunners and they will stream their speedrun attempts and then people will donate money to them and then the money that they collect through the donations the money that they raise goes to charities goes I believe it's used for cancer research so it's, it's, it's a good cause it's gamers and Millennials doing something good for the world coming together and I think it's awesome that they do that So I did something new this week. I I have a girlfriend who lives in Canada. I live in Texas. So we see each other through Discord. 
And she's always telling me about the cool things that she does in Canada, the things that make Canada different than America. One of the things she told me about is this thing called poutine. They eat this thing called poutine in, in Canada. It's basically fries, cheese curds, and brown gravy all mixed together. French fries. It's kind of fun. But I've never been able to try it. I told her the closest thing I've ever had was chili cheese fries, which are basically the same thing, same concept. You just replace, you're just swapping out gravy for chili. Well, today I found a Canadian restaurant in the Dallas area that serves poutine. So I went and got lunch. I went and got some lunch. And I got a poutine, and I got to try it out. And I'm going to tell you what. It was a pretty good snack. It was a pretty good little snack. I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't the same as the chili cheese fries. It was a totally different flavor, but it was really good. It was kind of like eating mashed potatoes in a way, only crunchier, if you will. So that's something new that I did I did this week. I thought that was worth talking about. All right. I don't really have anything else to say about speed runs. That's why I ran out of steam on that. I thought I would have more to say on the topic, but I guess I didn't. So the CW and the Arrowverse is coming to an end. So this isn't. This is kind of big news. Well, the CW itself isn't coming to an end necessarily, but it is getting bought out by another company. So the, it is the end of an era. But Arrow, the Arrowverse is getting is coming to an end. They're slowly winding down all of their shows and they're going to replace them with new shows. The Arrowverse, if you don't know, is a bunch of TV shows that are comic book based. They're based on uh, DC properties that are all interconnected. Shows like Arrow, Gotham, Batgirl, Supergirl, and The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. There might have been others. They were all interconnected. No, I don't think Gotham counts. I think Gotham was a totally different, was an unrelated show. But Gotham is an indicator of the reach that DC Comics had as far as comic book properties go. So last week I talked about Warner Brothers and Warner Media getting bought out by Discovery Media and how they were changing things up. Well, one of the changes that they're doing is they're going to be moving all of the DC shows in-house. So they'll be they'll be uh, they'll be premiering on HBO Max instead of the CW. So this is this is going to be a good thing because it's going to get all the all the DC Comics characters together in one place whereas before they were mostly together the Arrowverse, but then there were shows that were on HBO Max that weren't connected to the Arrowverse at all. And so this, going forward, I think this is a good opportunity for DC Comics to come together. So I got nothing bad to say about it. I think it's a good thing. I'm sad to see the Arrowverse coming to an end. I really enjoyed watching Arrow. I watched The Flash. I liked Supergirl. Those were the three shows I watched. And I did watch, even though it's not technically the Arrowverse, I did watch Gotham. I actually rewatched some Gotham late recently on Netflix. It's not the same, the same, but it is still good. It's still entertaining. Speaking of TV shows that have come and gone, there's a TV show called Community that I want to talk about. A long running gag on the show was six seasons in a movie. They kept repeating that phrase over and over and over and over again. 
They got six seasons of the TV show, but they never got a movie. Well, we just got word the other day from the creator himself of this show saying that the movie is still happening. It's just a matter of when, not if. Okay, that's a promising thing. So I wanted to just talk a little bit about what I would like to see from a community movie. One thing I want to see from a community movie is I want to see them bring back as many people as they can. I would like to see it take place inside this. And I don't want it to be a reunion. I don't want it to be after the show. I want it to take place in the middle of season three or in between season three and season four. So I want them to do some time travel. I want this to be one of those. It's a movie that takes place years, or that's made years later, but takes place during the same time that the show took place. If there's any chance they could do that, that's what I want to see. All right, toy topic. Time for my final toy topic. Glowworms. Glowworms and Hatchimals. Obviously, I'm not going to compare glowworms to Hatchimals, but well, I was going to, and then I decided, let's just talk about glowworms. What are glowworms? And why am I talking about Hatchimals? I already talked about Hatchimals. I wrote that down on my sheet wrong. Anyways, I'm getting confused. I apologize for that. Glowworms are a toy from the 80s that were basically a flashlight dressed up like a stuffed animal and you turn you you squeezed it and it would basically glow the flashlight would turn on and it would make the toy glow there was a cartoon speaking of cartoons to sell toys there was a cartoon glowworms in the 80s this is one of those early childhood toys that was targeting younger kids and it worked because i had glowworms from when i was younger and they were they were an interesting toy the reason why I brought up Hatchimals is because they kind of remind me of glowworms in a way. This this little animal thing that kids play with. Alright, that's a shorter show than usual, but I don't have anything else to talk about, so I guess I'm just going to wrap it up. Uh, usual spill, spiel. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at StephanieBree22. It's all one word. B-R-I, Stephanie Bree 22. You can go to my website, stephaniebree.com. You can also find me on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash stephaniebree. You can give me money and I can give you content. And if you go to my YouTube channel, which is, as I've been saying this whole time, Stephanie Bree, go to my YouTube channel and you can watch my vlog. I talk about random things. I try to put out one a day if I can, as long as I have stuff to talk about. And then also I on the weekends, I've been streaming on Sundays, so I'll probably stick with that for the time being. You can watch me on Twitch if you go to twitch.tv slash StephanieBree22, and you can watch me playing video games. Mostly Minecraft because I have a PS4. Now that I have PS Plus Premium, I might try, if it'll let me, broadcast gameplay. I might try playing some other games. We'll see. It's been mostly Minecraft, but I'll try some other games. All right, that's my show. It's not as long as usual. Normally these things run longer than this, but I'm running out of steam and I got nothing else to talk about. So there you go.